This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everybody. This is a ripper of a conversation featuring Mark Lopez. He's the vocalist with Ross Friedman, a.k.a. Ross the Boss, formerly from Manowar. And now Metal Church has been in the band a few years. Now, the catalyst for our introduction is due to an Australian tour from Metal Church. They are travelling across the country performing in major cities throughout December 2023. I'll put the dates in the episode description and also a link to tickets as well. Yes, now this is an extremely dynamic conversation that takes in the tour, the band, social, political, and even some very personal commentary as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Here he is, Mark Lopez, the great Mark Lopez, I must add from Ross the Boss's band and also Metal Church. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's starting to get a bit humid down here, mate, as you can probably appreciate. So I'm in Queensland, which is a bit different from Sydney. and uh, But we look forward to it. It usually means the tours start up again and start, which is definitely the case. We've got one a week coming through at the moment. So always a good yeah, time. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of stuff coming through. Is it is it warm there right now? Warm... So it's about 27 degrees Celsius today. It's um, it's the cliche about humidity. It can be like 32 degrees and not be too bad if it's a dry heat. But as soon as the humidity hits, you just feel like a deflated balloon. I I hate that kind of weather. Oh, I'm from the northeast, so you know. Oh really? Like I'm in, I'm in California right now, and it was like mm-hmm. 77 degrees Fahrenheit here, and I was miserable. I'm not a I'm not a warm weather person. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I I love being in cold weather climates for very short bursts. So when I went to New York, it was freezing, and I quite enjoyed that. But I could see everybody yeah. else was over it, didn't like yeah. it. But that's just because we're used to coming back here, and the coldest it gets here is like ten degrees Celsius, whatever the conversion of that is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm a I'm a fall weather person. That's I like the the in betweener. You know what I mean? Where like it's like like 60 to between 60 and 50 Fahrenheit is my yeah. my sweet spot. Anyways. <laughs> well, it's always good to talk about these things. Bro. The, the thing about Zoom these days is I feel like you're in the room next door, but you're all the way across the other side of the world. Right. Crazy, right? Each other, you know, it's so <laughs> gone from, from phone calls to Skype to Zoom and you see that change. Yeah, technology. The 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 beauty a blessing and a curse at the same time you know yeah it's great <laughs> hey i like what i like is that i love metal church too but i love ross's music as well ross oh boss. cool thank you i love the fact that you've got the ross the boss you've got it in your uh your signature here on on zoom as well so i might i might actually lead with a question around that about That's fine. what you guys have been up to what the ross stuff yeah um, nothing. Well, it's kind of, well, I mean, I can get a little cat out of bad. We, we, we recorded a brand new song, uh, like in September. Um, and, uh, but we, it was supposed to get really, it was it's a lot of mumbo jumbo and ridiculous politics. It'll come out, but it's just, it, it's not going to come out for, you know, I think we, I'm thinking we went, we might try to release it before we come down there in uh, March. Um, But I don't know what the logistics on that is right now, but it is definitely done. And uh, it's cool. It's, it's different. 
Um, it's it's heavy, melodic. It's definitely more power metal than the last record. Um, but again, who? I mean, one thing about that is I try not to try to expand the sound. I don't know. It's like whatever, whatever's working at the time, I think is cool. You know, I, I kind of, I, I, it, it's, it's a bummer to be pigeonholed into a certain thing. You know, I mean, I get it. People expect a certain thing, you know, I don't, um, you know, everybody's, you know, they want man of war, you know, a lot of people want the man of war thing. And, uh, it's um, it's not man of war if it's not the core of it working together. As far as I'm concerned, you know what I mean. If it's what made man of war was Ross and Joey working together and making man of war and Eric's amazing vocals, and to try to do that with anybody else, it doesn't make any sense, you know. So it's it's kind of like just trying to take bits and pieces of what makes you know Ross's identity and kind of meld it into what we all do. So it's cool. I mean, we have, you know, Dirk working with us on bass has been really cool too. And hoping to get him more involved in the writing as well. Cause he is a great writer. Mm -hmm. You know, he does a lot of work with gamma ray. So yeah. um, that definitely has changed it. You know, it's, he's definitely, he definitely put a different spin on things as opposed to Mike, who is amazing in himself, you know, it's just a different style. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we're, we're coming down and doing this stuff in May. We got a couple of possible things that we're going to do in the summer. But I mean, for me, um, once I get back from Australia, uh, from March all the way to October, it's going to be hardcore metal church because yeah. that's going to be our real world tour for the new album because everything we've been doing up to now has kind of been, you know, feeling things out and seeing what works and what doesn't work, seeing how the people react. And, you know, so it's kind of been like a uh, audition time, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah, so you guys are actually, it's cool because everything's really working well now everything you know we got a great set list and got a couple of the new tunes worked out really well and everybody's feeling really good and everybody's firing on all cylinders so coming down to to australia at this point couldn't have been, been more perfect time because you know the machine's cooking <laughs> so it's gonna be good yeah, that's, gonna that's be a good point though but did you I, I know you're a very accomplished front man and vocalist so you come with your own resume you're a, you're like a you know Sammy Hagar type and that you've actually done it all beforehand and you're just bringing it now to metal church. So, but it does beg the question because Mike was a tremendous singer and God rest his soul. And uh, David Wayne as well, certainly had the band firing on all cylinders early on. Were, were there any particular challenges you really felt you had to overcome? Just, I mean, carrying on the legacy as, as Kurt calls it a new era for the band that, you know, the responsibility and you know the gratitude and honor of being able to do that you know it definitely put a tremendous amount of pressure and weight on me uh knowing we had a killer record definitely made it a little bit easier i mean we we couldn't have foreseen the success of the record or the the, the love that's being poured out for us right now which is awesome uh you know, like any any other band that goes through a transition period, it's always you know it's it's usually really rough. But we've been very fortunate. The fans have been amazing. You know, we meet everybody every night, and mm. you know, 
we're, we're there for hours. You know, if, if they hated it, they wouldn't be there, you know? So in the, in the shows are just getting bigger attendances and everything's just going really well right now. And I couldn't be more grateful and we're very happy. Everybody's excited. Everybody, you know, it's a, we have a family now, you know, we've been on the road a lot and we've been together a lot and it's, it's, it's working well, you know, we, and everybody's, everybody's happy, you know, and that's, that's the most important thing. And as far as, first part of that question sorry i went off a little base there but the um the david wayne stuff for me that's just my wheelbox you know that's that's the that's where that's where i come from i mean that stuff's been you know big for me it was always been on my playlist you know to to the day I got the gig, I mean, it's like, oh, and I was going to play a show and I needed a little bit of fire influence or, you know, some inspiration. I'll just go put on the first Mel Church album, listen to that just pure, you know, raw aggression and just nastiness, you know. So that, you know, and I and I, I kind of have a little bit of that in my own stuff, too. So that was good. The Mike Howe stuff was never really ever um you know in my much of what in my wheel box as much as i liked it so that would definitely was more of a challenge for me because that's definitely a different for me um but uh at, at first doing it was a little bit more challenging but now i've kind of been able to put my own little spin to it you know and i had to because I, you know, I, I had to do, I had to do my version of it, you know what I mean? But still yeah. keep obvious, keep the, the essence of the song there. So definitely. Yeah. Does the Ronnie, I should ask, do fans ask for the Ronnie Munro material? No, mm, I'm not really. Not that I, I know. Think so. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, I, I mean, and again, Ronnie's a great singer. Um, you know, definitely accomplished his own right. Um, it's just that, unfortunately, you know, that era of the band isn't something that's really. I've never been approached about a, re a request for it. I mean, there's a couple of songs on there I would love to do. You know, I like that song "Scream." I thought that song was really cool. I always thought that was cool, but. You know, we have so much stuff on our plate that we we still haven't even covered off everything that we want to do, you know, because there's a lot of this. Uh, there's definitely some more Mike era stuff that we want to do. We just haven't got to it yet because the Wayne era stuff is just so much more easily influent for us to, to, to go to go about. Plus, we have our own record that all of a sudden everybody wants to hear. So we're relearning how to play those, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, that's you're right. Congregation of Annihilation, though, it's a, it's a great album, and I, I love the. Just to support a point you've already made, I love that you haven't tried to be anybody else. It's just you, and because mm -hmm. you you do hear some vocalists and bands do pick vocalists on purpose to replace somebody because they're looking for a sound, and we've seen the opposite, like with Iron Maiden when they picked Blaze and it was just a pairing from hell in a very you know not in a positive sense at all. It just didn't. It clashed. It didn't work at all. But but for you, I feel like as though you've been able to maintain your identity. Now with a band with as big a back catalogue and with as many vocalists and, and key vocals, I should say, that's uh that's a pretty bloody hard thing to do. So I just thought I'd give you that feedback, man, as a fan. I mean, honestly, I I can't begin to thank you for the appreciation for that. I, I'm and luckily the feedback has been that's a common thing we've been hearing after the shows, which for me is, you can imagine for me, it's a relief, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you know, it, it, it's just, 
it's just, it's great, you know, and that was one of the things that Kurt and the other guys were always just like, be yourself. You know, like that was a big thing that Kurt wanted. And I give him massive cred for that to be, he's like, look, man, we're going, this is a new era of the band. We're not looking for clones of anything that we've done before. And we just want to, we want to move forward and, and um, just do what you do. And I mean, at first, you know, it was, I kind of definitely was, you know, how do when recording or when you're doing the audition, it's like you're kind of tiptoeing through things. Oh, they probably want to hear this. So they probably want to hear that. And, you know, after a little bit of time, it was pretty much like, go for it. And he was like, yeah, that's great. Well, so what move, let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so it's cool. You know, I, I've, sp- I've had a number of offline conversations with Kurt and um, I've also met the, met the guys and, Got speaking to Rick a little bit as well. So <laughs> I'm going to ask this as tactfully as I possibly can. We get along because our, we share a political view. Okay. So I think uh-huh. you're headed with that. So are you in that same camp as well? Have you read the lyrics? Yes, I thought so. Okay. You're not, you're not, you're, you're a smart person. <laughs> I thought so. I just thought, well, talk about it as much or as little as you want. I just, I'm, I'm a libertarian conservative by nature. And my God, the, the era that we're living in, in the epoch we're living in at the moment, I'm just grateful for artists like you guys. I'll just say this. I am a person of common sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a person of, of, Let's. I, I did. That's a tough one, man. Because I could, because I could go off. You know, I just, I, I, you know, the powers that be are shit, if I can say that. And you know, it's like, uh, um, you know, I'm I, the whole is it metal from the beginning and rock and roll has always been against the system, right? Yes, that's always what it's been about. You know, it seems like a lot of the people that used to think that are a bunch of freaking puss asses now and you know they they can't they they're scared to stand by what they believe in you know now i don't have to, i don't I'm, I'm not a person to come out and preach about anything i don't you know you do what you want but if you start coming into my sandbox with your nonsense you're gonna get smashed in the face because that's just my philosophy you know and a lot of what the i mean the congregation of annihilation Everything is pretty much spilled out there, you know, and I mean, I, you know, and again, you know, I might, I might not particularly, we can always, there's nothing wrong with agreeing to disagree. And that's the problem with everything. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't have an opinion about anything now. And that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, and and I I'm just a person, you know, if I walk down the street, it's easy. I walk down the street. If you take something from me, that's mine. Hmm. That's wrong. And I have every right to smash your face in to get it back. That's common sense. Nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody. If you ask anybody, no matter what side it is, it's pretty simple. You know, you know, your rights from wrongs. It's fundamental. And that has nothing to do with religion or any political stance at all. You know, do you want somebody to hurt your mom? No, nobody does. Okay, so it's not okay on any level. Get my point? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just it's that's what I mean. It's it just it's so stupid. Politics and religion, all these things get in the way. 
of the basic fundamental common sense of human nature. I just, it, it blows my mind. You know, I could sit here for hours and hours and talk about it, but it's just, yeah, I mean, definitely share yeah. the same viewpoints, you know what I mean? Maybe not everything to a T, but definitely the fundamental understandings are all there. Yeah, yes. the right to self-determination. That's at the core of any democracy. And if you live in a democracy, that's your inherent right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's, that's true that's, democracy. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, you know, the things that they talk about, your country just went, ooh, ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you got some crazy stuff going on down there too, man. It's it's everywhere. It's, it's nuts, you know. And, you know, it sucks because I just want to play music. You know, I just want to be happy and we all want to be happy. Isn't that really what it comes down to at the end of the day? Everybody just wants to be happy. I don't understand why people have to be so miserable all the time. People spend time online, you know, like these these keyboard warriors out there. Even even when it comes to this band, you know, the people out there, oh, it's miserable. Dude, shut up. Get a life. Go do something. <laughs> you know, go do something with yourself. You know, it's 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 you know, it, it, there's no reason for any of the stuff that's going on. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's, it, 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 it's all perspective, you know, it, it's part brainwashing. It's part ignorance. It's part, there's 50 million things that they throw at you at once. And you're like, ah! you know, I'm like, I just want to play music. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> that saying, there's that philosophy, hard, hard times lead to soft men, soft men and women lead to hard times. And we're going through the hard times bit at the moment because we've got, hyperinflation, cancel culture, all of the symptoms of identity politics and wokeism out there at present. And I just refuse to bow to it, to be quite frank with you. I'm just, I, I literally trying to upload a bloody video this morning where we were talking about this transgender debate and uh, Spotify. I don't know whether it's a glitch or whatever. Spotify was saying we've we've removed it. I just So you can't have open conversations. And I'm I'm not completely a free speed absolutist, but I'm adjacent. If you can't talk about things, you can't solve problems. Right. And you're absolutely right. It's like, it's like you can't, how do I under, like, maybe there's something I don't understand about something, right? So I want to ask a question mm. and get your perspective point of view about it. Maybe you can give me information that I didn't know or didn't understand that I can look at something differently. Isn't that the kind of the whole idea of this in the first place? Heck, I remember when I was in college, when college was different, you could have a conversation and you, we, we wouldn't agree, but we were able to get our points across and we could see different points of view. Because no one point of view is right. It all depends on the 50 different circumstances. You know what I mean? That in itself could be could be read wrong, but you you kind of under, you understand what I'm saying. You yeah, know what I mean? No, it, I between me yeah. and you, you know, maybe somebody else will take it wrong, but whatever. But I just I just don't I just find all the stuff that we're going through so unnecessary. Yeah. You know, I just it, it's so it's such a it's such a waste of life and time and we're never going to get any of that back. And I don't think people get that, man. You're not getting it back, especially the, you know, we were all young. We thought we were invincible. You know, when you're in your twenties, Oh my God, that person's 32 years old. Oh, they're old ancient. Cause they think you are immortal and you think you could live forever, you know, and that's not the case. And you realize that all this time and, 
is so precious, like all of it, all of it, because you know what? No one has died and come back to tell us anything otherwise. So as far as I'm concerned, one shot deal, but let's make the best of it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but coming from, I understand coming from the North East, Mm -hmm. uh which which is which is very democratic meaning in a in not a cap not a political party democratic but in terms of people have a like that 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 philosophy of self-determination i've spoken to a lot of people from the new england region and around that area and there's always that connected core meaning that you can have different political opinions but it's like that's okay that's what we want i've noticed that it just seems to be dare i say it a bit more educated and if you go to california now where you live Okay, where there's just single views, media parroting, this sort of thing. Are you are you living in Los Angeles, and how do you how do you cope? I with- live here part time, and it, the true fact is this: there's a lot of people here that don't follow or believe any of the nonsense going on. Yeah, and there's a lot of areas that are totally opposite of what everybody thinks it is, you know, and um, that's that's the media you know that's the 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 misleading information i mean because i'm i'm in you know i i meet a lot of people you know i meet a lot of people and um you know you can tell you you can go into a conversation or a subject matter that might kind of be able to determine a different point of view without getting into the nitty-gritty i don't think anybody you know why get into a waste of time nitty-gritty stuff you know and uh, in the northeast the funny part is that in the northeast you know especially massachusetts where i live and mega democrats and kennedy era of things you know and uh but the and what you'll hear over there is that it's not the Democrat that I grew up with. Yeah. And they, they're not, they're, they're 100% right. You know, because the, those different, those views that the, that were the fundamental of that certain party, so to say, probably more aligned with a lot of people that they might call the right or conservative or whatever they want to call the Republicans that are on this side. They're probably more aligned with that now than they ever could have imagined because that party has gone so far to the other direction. It's, it's crazy, you know? And, um, you know, I just think it's sad because both parties suck ass, you know, and there's so much garbage on both sides. No one is better than the other, as far as like, you want to, you want to, you want to throw daggers at each other, you know, but my firm belief is this. I would rather have the less of two evils <laughs> and because at least if you have the less of two evils, you have something to at least work with. You know, we're, we're entering dictatorship and, and true fascism and socialism territories and some of the stuff that that's getting thrown around here. And it's like, dude, you're an idiot if you don't see that because it's there, it's, it's right there in front of you. And if you give that up, it's over. Because if you give it up, the only other way back is you're going to have to grab your guns, grab your knives, grab your fist, because that's the only way you're ever going to get out of that stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, people are blind and everybody's comfortable and they don't want to they don't want to face it because it's work, (laughs) you know, or we're too busy doing work, you know, so. I mean, again, that's just that's just my perception of what I see. And I travel around the world. I've been to 47 countries. I've seen it all. And um, 
you know, and the common thing is everybody just wants to live and be happy. That's the common denominator, no matter where, whether I was in Turkey or, or, uh, uh, you know, Austria or New Zealand or whatever, it's everybody wants the same thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know what's so hard about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, the principal crazy. sponsor of left-wing, mainstream left-wing parties these days, Labor Party here in Australia and the UK and the Democratic Party in the United States is socialism. It switched, it's, it switched sometime in the early 2000s or whenever the long march through the institutions finally manifested in leadership positions, but just this, this socialist core that so many of them espouse as being the moral or the, the, the magnetic north and the moral compass Right. How the hell did we get to there given we went through the terrible 20th century and the hundreds of millions that died under the oppression of socialism and communism? It's just crazy. Well, that's the funny thing about it. It's like no social or no socialist or communist society has ever thrived. Mm. None. Never. Never happens. It doesn't work. I mean, how many more times do you make the same mistake? Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's why when you get that crazy guy that just won in Argentina, people are like, yeah, that guy's out of his mind. I'm like, but but maybe maybe that's the kind of thing you need in this out of crazy world is somebody that's just out of his mind. (laughs) Good policy, but part performance art as well. It's like watching someone perform with him, but that's what's needed to cut through and to get people's attention in the crazy media environment these days. Right. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, like what we deal with here, you know, everybody thinks the T-Man is a freaking fascist Nazi or whatever. Yeah. He's freaking, he, to me, he's, it's just, he's, he's, he has to be ridiculous because of the ridiculousness stuff that he's, you know, that we're dealing with, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, whether, whether you see its point of view or not, it's, it's definitely an interesting spin and, you know, what do they say? In order to beat a monster, you have to be a monster yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There's no there's no other way around it, you know. I can't remember the quote from Jordan Peterson, but it's 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 along those lines. And yeah, you've got to yeah. you've got to be a monster in order to contain a monster. And yeah, and I know exactly philosophically what he's talking about there. Yeah, you get you gotta be, you know, the people the I'll take it from you know, like some of the training from fighting. Uh, some of my fighting training has always been, you know, in order not to have a confrontation, you kind of train not to have a confrontation. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also the other side of it is that if you have an enemy that has no fear and if you have an enemy that has no moral compass, no empathy, the only way you're ever going to beat that enemy is to be that, if not worse, Mm. the moment. And that is the truth, because that's the only way to beat that kind of enemy. And I use that as a symbolic, you know, uh, way of looking at the things that we're dealing with. You have to be you almost you got to be worse to a degree in that instant. You know, not when, you know, you're not going to be worse to the people you love. But when you're facing your enemy, knowing your identity, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I mean. You know, if you got a guy that's willing to blow himself up and he thinks a billion virgins are waiting for him, that's a that's a tough enemy to beat. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, you got to be willing to freaking do 10 times worse in order to beat that enemy. You know, 
That's the ideological. The, it's the you see it. They're ideologically motivated, and it's it's there's a there's a part of it. There's an identity within it that's a death cult that just wants complete and utter destruction. The I don't know who, what the ideology behind the border. Like, did you see the border explosion this morning? Oh, I, I, yeah, I just heard about that. The Canadian oh, U.S. border. Yeah, yeah I yeah. haven't I haven't read anything about it yet. Yeah, I haven't had I mean, a chance. Look, the conspiracy. Look, I'm, I'm getting a bit fed up with the conspiracy theorists, to be honest with you, because they've got the ones answer for everything like it's a false flag event and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, do you really think governments are that pernicious that they want to blow up their own people? You know what? Here's the here's the thing that's crazy. I used to think, you know, oh, well, that's so outlandish. That can't be. But the crazy thing is all the things that I've all many things that have been called conspiracy theories are ended up coming true. And that's just kind of freaky in itself. You know what I mean? And again, not all of them, because some of them are way the fuck out there. You know what I mean? But they they call anybody that questions anything a conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? And that's where that line has just blurred. You know, if I ask a question about anything that they don't agree with you're automatically a conspiracy theorist you know this conversation you guys are conspiracy theorists you guys are crazy you don't know what you're talking about oh okay cool man you know but you're right you know all the, the all the people you know oh it was aliens or it was a reptile yeah. reptilian people or it was the you know the government or whatever yeah. there's always an answer for everything and you know, now I'm looking at things like everything's 50-50 now because you don't even know what's real or not, even visually. You know, the effects are so crazy and deep fakes and the AI voices. I mean, who the fuck knows when anything is real anymore? Hell, this conversation's not real. I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a figment of their imagination or the person exactly. listening, it's a figment of your imagination that we're talking right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, I went left field. <laughs> let's look at Mark. It's great to have these conversations and talk to someone with, with brains to be frank, and someone who can actually converse on these topics at these levels because the, the issue nowadays is cancel culture and people self-censor, okay? So they yeah. don't have these sort of conversations when why not? Why can't we have these sort of chats? Yeah. And, yeah, I, I we all grew up in a different era where, yeah, sure, I had some Barneys with people I was in bands with who were mostly left-wing, but we still mm-hmm. played in bands together and they broke up yeah. naturally, not because we had different political opinions or what mm-hmm. have you, but... Yep. That's lost at the moment. And and I hope in my own small way by having these chats and just sort of saying to people, hey, feel comfortable having these chats here because nobody's saying anything rambunctious or so far out there that we can be accused of being right-wing nut jobs or conspiracy theorists. But right. you get, I've had Reddit threads created about me. I could care less, to be frank, yeah. about this topic. Yeah, but that's because they want to silence you. They want you to cow you into silence yeah. because they are cowards, mate. Yeah, it, it, it's just, you know reacting from the internet is the most cowardice thing you possibly could do. Yeah. You know, like I remember an instance, I, this was a long time ago. I, I'll never forget it. There was somebody, you know, that was just shit talking online. And uh, I remember, you know, it had to do with some, another thing that I was doing anyways. And I remember I, you know, they were, they were going at it and they were being pretty nasty. And then some of my friends jumped in and, uh, you know, again, they, they thought they would be as smart asses. And I laughed because, you know, I come from a, 
I come from a rough neighborhood and my friends are not pushovers. So that, that was funny, but this person was in Spain and I was like, you know, what area of Spain you from? Uh, I'm like, Oh, we're playing there next week. What? I said, yeah, we're playing there next week. I said, Hey, I'll put you on the guest list. Come to the show. You can say everything you want right in front of my face. <laughs> I said, I'll let you, I'll let you have it. You can, you could say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. That person never showed. Mm. That's how it, that's the internet in a nutshell. You know what I mean? And believe it or not, after that day, I never dealt with that nonsense again. You know, that was my early, you can't fight the internet. It's pointless. It's pointless. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a waste. Of, it's a waste of time. No, you know, it's a, it's a lost cause. It's, it's so dumb. You know, it, it just, you know, I remember the days where you solved, you solved your problems in the schoolyard. You know what I mean? Oh, you got a problem. Three o'clock. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what, what'd you say about my mother? Whap. <laughs> what'd you, what did you just say to my girlfriend? Whap. You know, there was no guns. It was no knives. It wasn't 12 on one. It was, you went one on one, man to man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I know you don't see anonymous profiles. See that. Yeah, that's gone. You know, those, those, that, yeah. yeah, it's 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 sad. You know, it's a, it's it's cowardice. You know, the, you why women are always complaining. We can't find we can't find partners. Well, because there's hardly any men left in the world. You know what I mean? And uh, sorry to say, it's true. You know, and uh, that's that's a that's a big problem. You know what I mean? What are you going to do when the rest of us go away? It's yeah. a huge issue, mate. It's a huge issue for women. Forget it. I mean, to any to, to all of the blogs listening, smarten your act up. There are beautiful mm -hmm. women waiting out there for you, mate. But they want a man. They don't want some pansy. They don't want mm -hmm. a bloke who can't stand up for himself either intellectually or physically. You know, right. I mean, if you need to be educated, get educated. If you need to go to the gym, get going. These are yeah. things that all blokes need to figure out at some point in their lives that women don't like weak men, weak of mind, weak of spirit, weak physically, weak. They just don't like them. Yeah, and you know, freaking these. Nobody wants to work at anything. Yeah, everybody wants everything. They feel entitled. They're handed to it. Nah, man, that's part of the character. Yeah, you know, you can't freaking have an empty bank account because then you're going to be good for you or anybody else. How are you going to ever do anything? You know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's 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 a it's definitely a weird system to go and and see all these things and. It's disheartening. You know, I got to be honest. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, what, what, what what's there to look forward to? This is nuts. I just want to be left alone. I want to go live in the yeah. woods with my 10 dogs and just go right out the sunset at this point. <laughs> it's an option. It's an option, Mark. I tell you what. Yeah, the more I the older I get, the more I can see myself out the back and, you know, where the earth starts to turn red out here, bordering the outback and. I just just be left alone with my thoughts and my writing and the podcast. I'm not left alone, but you know, when the kids get a bit older and stuff, I'll yeah. explore something like mm -hmm. that as an option because, yeah, it, a lot of it's just noise. That's the point. A lot of it's just bullshit and it's just noise, and it doesn't add, but it influences in a negative way. And yeah. when you start meditating, and especially when I'm swimming, and you, your mind just gets focused on the job, these are where your thoughts go to. How can we? How can I? get to a point where there's a bit more equilibrium where we're not just dealing with so much of the noise and we can actually focus on things that we deem important and be influenced by things that are for the greater good. And right. you've almost got to get away from the general population in order for that to happen. 
Yeah. Like I've been, I've been studying a lot of philosophy Mm. over the last three months, something kind of happened upon and, and just clicked and I related to it all too well. And, um, the ancient philosophies, man, they, (laughs) it really is the key. So much of the stuff that, that was, you know, that was being taught and studied and lived by, you know, it's like, where did they, where did they go wrong after that? You know, it's, 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 it's wild. It's, you know, power and greed and all these things have, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. You know, a lot of the philosophies were, they're not politically based and they're not, they're not uh, monetary based. They're mind based. You know what I mean? And your mind is all you have. Well, and it does sadden me, you know, everything's so surface, you know, it's it, everything is so surface, you know? And I mean, you know, music is definitely our outlet to, you know, get some of that out. I mean, you know, and, you know, I try to write in the manner of, I'm not going to hit you over the head with anything, but I, I would like you to think, what's your interpretation of it? You know, I like it when people come to me and they're like, oh, this song's about this and that. And I'm like, it can be. Yeah. You know, it can be. Yeah. You know, you get the fundamental idea of it. And that's great. You know, it's metaphorical, but it's also, you know, it's it's there. to. I hope it's there to make you think, you know, and it'll make you go, hmm, you know, instead of it just being nonsensical words put together, you know, that's all we can do. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm just drawn to that drawn to the uh throughout history like everything we face uh, we face now in our current day past civilizations have faced the same thing minus the technology the technology is the key differentiator but in terms of the the reason for the outcomes and the reason why people go to war and have difficulties and struggles okay and there are so whether you read the bible the bhagavad gita uh ancient greek texts or what have you and you look at these these wonderful ancient societies and what they were able to accomplish and what their historians wrote about the political thinking and one of the key things that i'm always drawn one of the main stories i'm drawn back to is um from the bible with the israelites hating the canaanites so much because the canaanites were godless Okay, they were worshipped you know, Baal and these these idols, and they turned away from God. And mm-hmm. I look at a lot of what happens in society these days. Now, I'm far from a Bible basher, but I definitely believe in God in a sentient force. Okay, mm-hmm. you see the replacement of God and the sentient force with these idols, with through intersectional politics, wokeism. This is how it's manifesting because these people do not talk about God. They talk about political ideology, and that's where they frame everything. So, again, Mm. the absence of God is almost hell, and that's where I see a lot of these people living. They're living through their own personal hell, and they're trying to visit that on everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's definitely an interesting – yeah, that's definitely an interesting point of view for sure. You know, I I think the – you know – my 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 viewpoint might be a little bit different, but on the same, you know, I believe what you're saying does, you know, would definitely make a lot of sense. I just think that, you know, the downfall of mankind has always been religion and politics, hmm. you know, and it's always no, no matter how you look at it, it's always been where the division happens and money, greed, power. You know, it's it always it always made me it's always my I think I go to bed and. And, and I'm like, why? I'm like, what are we even here for? 
Yeah. Well, what are we here for? I'm like, I really want to know. I like, I really hope to get that answer one day. It's like, what, what am I here for? I'm like, man, thank God I have the music and I'm able to play and do what I do because I really, I sometimes think I'm like, you know, what, go to work every day for what? Yeah. I don't, what, what's the point? <laughs> to make somebody else money and for me to pay out and put, you know, get this. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's just for, you know, that's where society has put us to, we have to survive. But I mean, is that really your purpose? I mean, God, it sounds like slaves to me. You know what I mean? It's like slaves to the system. Let me, yep. let me make that point right there. What I'm saying is slaves to the systems, you know? And I'm like, boy, that's just a terrible way to think about it. But when you break it down, it's kind of what it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, and I'm like, boy, I hope there's more than this. And, you know, art is definitely one of the things that I feel that goes beyond that, you know, and I think that's why they go after the art so much because they yeah. know that it's an outlet, you know, what's one of the first thing they do when they in school is take out the arts, you know, we have to go with diversity and all this other nonsense, but take out arts. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, arts is probably one of the beautiful, most beautiful things that brings people together. Mm. You know, and they don't want that. Though. You can't do that. You know, yeah. it's it just sucks, man. I mean, I come from where I'm from. I know all kinds of people. You know what I mean? Of every race, culture, you can you name it. I have I love them all. You know, we get along great. You know, and and it's and that's why for me, and when I see all this, I'm like. I'm like, why? I just, why? It's weird. I don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's, you know, I don't get it. What's the problem here? And then when you hear some of the stuff, you're like, what the fuck? I mean, hey, look, every civilization has oppressed people, all of them, throughout time. Nobody is guiltless. And I think people forget that. You know, there's no one's not better than the other. And they've all had their fault, you know? So, what should you do? Hmm. Do we sit here and bitch about something that happened 500 years ago? Or do we fix it now and not let that get in the way of what we're doing now? What matters is now. The moment is what's important. I don't care about what happened 500 years yeah. ago. You know what I mean? What's the point? We're going to bitch about something that happened 500 years ago. Totally irrelevant to now. You know, unless you make it that. You know, yeah, well, they cherry pick facts, mate, and to build a narrative, and then the facts are often out of order, and they they're not standalone. They've got to be done in context to the broader sense of history. But people mm -hmm. do that. And I, I, look, I think it's very, very deliberate when we. Uh, some people forget, sure, like the average rank and file do, but the people that the in in media, big tech, these large corporations, these NGOs and stuff, it's all very much. I'm not suggesting for a moment it's a cabal like a lot of people do. I don't think we're sophisticated enough to keep a cabal together, to be honest with you. So that's why I say that. But mm. you just see that there is a there is a narrative. Again, it's where the Democratic Party in the States and mainstream left-wing parties have been sponsored by socialism. Somehow we've gotten to this point and you see that mm. seep into conversations and in policy, public policy supported by cherry-picked facts that don't stack up independently. But, of course, if you disagree with them, you're a bigot, you've got bias, you're a racist, you're an Islamophobe, you're all of these things that we mm – -hmm. you're, you're a homophobe, or all of these things, these, these coward words that are used to knock people down, to right. shut up, we've got this, you go over there or die. 
Right. Seems to be the narrative yeah. that they're, they're peddling. And I'll just, tell you, I'll, I'll just say, I've said it a few times, I just refuse to be part of it and be cowed by it. We've got we've got to stand up, Mark. People have to stand up in the day to day, and whether it be musicians or bankers or teachers or lawyers or gardeners or the musicians or the wizards out there, you know, I'm just yep. any anybody and everybody, because yep. humanity humanity needs people to stand up right now for these things. So, so this stuff, you can feel a tide turning a little bit with people like Javier in Argentina, being elected, yep. and Maloney in um, Italy. Is yeah. there and but but conservative governments have lost their way as well, so that's why they got voted out here in Australia, and why Richie Shernak in in the UK is going to be voted out, no doubt, um, in the next um, general elections that Britain has as well. So we've just got to find our moral compass again and 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 get with that true north, which comes back down to self determination, the freedom to make decisions, and you, the the right of possession and property, whether it mm-hmm. be your body or or your your house. You know, yep. also you know, and I, it, it, and I love it. My, I think my favorite one is, you know, everybody anti-capitalism. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I go, first of all, do you know what capitalism is? <laughs> I said, I said, that, first of all, that's where you're already faulted because you, pro- you don't know what capitalism is. Mm. And I said, capitalism is the reason that you can go from being a nobody in the freaking back alley to becoming a quadruple millionaire. I said, that's how you, that's what capitalism does. It gives you a goddamn chance. Okay. If you want to work, then you can become something. You know what I mean? Is there a lot of corruption in it? Absolutely. But what system doesn't have corruption, but there's ways to beat it. There's ways to work around it. Remember what I said, the lesser of two evils at least gives you a chance. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's my personal opinion. You know, I just think, you know, that's just, I think we should all, I mean, I'm a business, I'm an entrepreneur. I have businesses. Yeah. I wouldn't have that opportunity if it wasn't for that. You know, socialism would never allow that. Communism will never allow that. Mm. You know what I mean? So if, if that's what capitalism is, then f- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't really care. I don't worship it. I don't freaking even care about it. But I just want to have the freedom to do what the fuck I want. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's my freaking given right my universal given right that I should be able to do what I want. I'm not, as long as I'm not hurting anybody, I'm not infringing on anybody. That's the key. You know what I mean? I'm doing this. It's, this is for me. You know what I mean? I'm worried about me and the people that I'm love and concerned about. And I don't bother anybody. Don't bother me. I won't bother you. Yeah. That's really simple. You know what I mean? I'm not imposing anything on anybody and you, you shouldn't impose on anybody either, but can we have an opinion? Absolutely. We should, yeah. we should all share Absolutely. Hey, I don't really like that your pants are yellow. Oh, wow. Well, I like them. Um, I'm sorry you don't like them. I, you know, well, that's cool. I'm going to wear these green ones. Okay, cool, man. All right, man. Hey, you want to go have dinner? Awesome. You know, it's really yeah. so sad. <laughs> But that's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it means we, we get along, and that's as I say, there seems to be a deliberate agitation to ensure to ensure that we remain at loggerheads. Where, who it's sponsored by, whether it be people going about Soros, we we just don't know. I think it's, there's a morass of people. There's a uh, diaspora. He's definitely part of it, of it. for sure. Oh yeah, he has a part of it. Yeah, but there's there's other people that influence it. Oh, there's a lot of people behind the curtains that we'll, we don't even know about. That's, that's my point. We don't know. We only see the people at the front of it, like Bill Gates and George Soros. And, and we think it can't all be them. They're only two bloody people, for God's sake. So there's, yeah. it's, it's more than that. Man, that's it. 
you know, no different than any of the politicians that are out there. They're just figureheads for the people that are out behind the curtain that they don't want anybody to know about, you know? No, I agree. I wish people, more people would understand that, that if you can hear and see the person, they ain't the person that's making the decisions. Exactly. (laughs) Always. It's true. It is true. They're just a minor part of the whole piece, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was, was a career for you in music when you were growing up? Was it, was it a, of course, you you probably wanted to do it more than anything, but was it a likely outcome for you? I mean, when you're young, younger, you know, you you think, yeah. But as time, I guess it's, I mean, I always believed, you know, I, I always wanted it and I kept the dream alive as long as I possibly could. But there was definitely a time where I would had to, you know, I came to a certain point in my life and I'm like, well, I gave it everything I had and, you know, maybe this isn't going to be happening for me, but I'm going to keep playing music because I like to play music and, you know, but maybe I'll, you know, maybe start thinking about doing something else. And that's about the time I had stopped drinking because I was, you know, I was a madman. And I think I definitely drank my problems away. You know what I mean? And then once I came back to reality, you know, I definitely started to see things a lot different. It's pretty amazing. But the crazy thing is, is about, let's see, three months after I stopped drinking and went through this crazy phase of change, that's when I got the Ross gig and my whole life changed after that. Yeah. So the dream became real. You know, I never gave up on it, but just as about when I was just about ready to accept that, you know, that, that I lost the, I lost the war, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go hang out over here and keep just playing some cover bands and be a weekend warrior and a local hero or so to say, you know, and, uh, and then everything came to Sometimes, you know, it's a crazy thing. They say sometimes when you stop caring, that's when something happens. Yeah. Weird, right? <laughs> did, uh, weird. did giving up alcohol coincide with the opportunity or were they separate events? Well, uh, to put it to you this way, um, had I not quit, I would have never gotten the gig. You know what I mean? I had a pretty crazy reputation. You know, I didn't, I didn't have tons of musician friends. You know, I had a lot of famous friends. You know, I was, I was the guy that was, I was always the guy hanging out with everybody that was cool and I wasn't cool. <laughs> so to say, you know, uh, symbolically. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I was always trying to be the center of the party. Just a wild man, you know. So that reputation got around, but luckily when I was up for the gig at first, you know, the word had gotten around enough that I had straightened my stuff up and I was given a chance and I ran with it. So, you know, it's anything's possible if you want it bad enough, you know? Yeah. I've recently given up too, actually. And um, it was at the end of a very long road of drinking fairly regularly and mm-hmm. uh, whether I can blame it on my Irish heritage or whatever it might be, I could drink a bloody lot, like a bottle, and I could mm-hmm. wake up the next morning and function. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I went through a very long process of reconciling. Okay, so I'm not I'm not a beater upper. I'm not a violent person. I don't yell at my kids. I don't mm-hmm. get online and go into diatribes when I'm drinking. None of that stuff happens. That's why I couldn't relate to any of the AA people if I spoke to mm-hmm. them. Because yeah. they had these bloody awful waking up and gutter stories about after abusing their 
spouse or whatever and yeah they lost everything and i've never you know I, I, i'm too self i'm too conscientious to lose myself right, me too yeah I, yeah I didn't go through any of that thing i just i just stopped and that was it yeah same here that's, <laughs> that's it i was were you, yeah. were you worried when you like you know what not worried but did it did you feel nervous about stopping about what you're going to fill your time with afterwards what i did i mean i did you know i definitely went through some crazy withdrawal period you know, which was, which was kind of wild. Um, but all I did was I consumed myself with work. Yeah. That was it. You know, I played more, I worked more. I didn't give myself time to think too much on my own, you know, kind of had to get out of my own head for a while and, uh, not let the, not let the shadows, you know, overcome, you know, put them in, put them in their place, you know? Yeah. 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 I, it's, I wouldn't even say my life has changed because of it, but mm -hmm. I know my point in the months that I was making was that I could feel that I was taking years, even a decade off my life. Mm. I could feel that. So I was actually, it was a bit like one of those computer games where you see the life go down. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I had, it was having like nightmares, dreams. And it was like, I was being told spiritually, like, you've got to stop doing this. This is yeah. something that you're going to, Gonna like once you lose your health to speak to anybody who's lost their health. The only thing they would say is a lot of people, certainly that I've spoken to, I wish I could go back and not do this or that or be mindful of this and not end up at this point. Because as soon as you lose your health, your mental well-being spirals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why everyone's like, dude, you work out all the time. I'm like, dude, dude, I want, I want to stay. I'm into it. You know, I love my time. I'm making up for a lot of lost time. You know, yeah. so I want to. You know, I want to keep myself as healthy as possible and enjoy my time, you know, and all these great things that I get to do. I mean, I'm doing things beyond my wildest dreams, man. My teenage self never would have seen me like, wow, you're playing with Metal Church, dude. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. oh, you're going to go on stage with Ross the Boss and KK Downing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's never <laughs> happened. Yeah. You know, well, you know, hey, KK is like going to be like a friend of yours. You guys are like, you know, talk and hang out and stuff. Yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, you know, the, just some of the stuff is like, <laughs> I laugh. You know, hey, you're hanging out with King Diamond, talking about in-ear monitors and monitors and stuff. Just just hanging. Yeah. Okay, sure. You're going to do that. <laughs> but I did. You know, I mean, it's like, whoa. You know, so I mean, why? That's the reward I I got for all the sacrifices that I put myself through in my whole life, you know, and, 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 and not drinking like kind of symbolically was like the end of that whole, that whole era of that person, you know? And, um, I'm, I feel great. You know, I feel great. I mean, you know, I still, I still deal with, you know, I have mental health issues that I've had my whole life. Um, but thank the gods that I've been able to, you know, get a really good handle on that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for that too. You know, I've got great friends, a good support system. My family rocks, my girlfriend's awesome. And, you know, that stuff matters. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. We, a lot of us fight this internal battle. That's why when we see all these things outside in the world, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like not, it's like, it's not hard enough to deal with your own things that you've got to yeah. deal with the craziness of the world. And I swear that's what they play upon. They play upon all these things that we're all dealing with in an everyday life just to, to make it through the day. And 
more than not, that's what a lot of people deal with. You know, that's why I'm a big advocate for mental health, you know, and, 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 and it's, it doesn't get talked about enough. And, you know, everybody thinks it's a fucking fantasy. It's not a fantasy. It's real, man. You don't live our lives. You're not in my head. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't know what it's like to, you know, some of these people don't, I remember saying, I remember, you know, this, the topic came up because of Mike, you know, yeah. and some of the people, they can't comprehend how somebody can do that because you don't have the issues that people like us deal with that come to that place. You know, I've come close to that place. So I get it. You know what I mean? I understand it and it's horrible. And, you know, I, I get, I get phone calls from friends that are dealing with that with other family members. And it's like, they look for advice. And the craziest thing is that there's not really, there is no advice. It, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, such a, such a complex topic, you know, and everybody deals with it in their own way, you know, but the number one important thing that is common is to support the people, you know, support the people and know that they're worth being here, you know, and that any problem can be worked out. It can be, it really can be if you, if you, if you, if you want it to be, you know, I've seen people come out of some of the craziest of things. I'm like, wow, if they can do it. Then anything can be done. You know, it can be, you know, the mind's the most powerful thing that there is. And, you know, it could either be your worst enemy or your best friend, you know, and, um, you know, not every day, hey, it's just like anything else. Not every day is going to be wonderful. There's going to be horrible days. And I always say it's my favorite, my favorite way to put the spin on this whole thing and close it up with a nutshell is this life is like when you live with these kind of issues, it's kind of like being in the middle of the ocean and you're treading water and you're trying to get to, you know, your destination out of the water. Some days, you know, you're going to, you might swim a mile, and then all of a sudden a storm comes and pushes you back a half a mile. Yeah. And you have to try Now you have to go another extra half a mile on top of what you have to go on thing. But my thing is always, always keep your head above the water. And that's the battle. You know what I mean? If you can keep your head above the water and even if you're treading water and you're not moving, but you're, you're breathing, you've already won. You know, you can live to fight another day. That's the most important thing. It's when when you start going under and taking in water, that's when it gets scary. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean you can't come up and spit it out and keep on. But it'd be nice. You know, it's nice when there's people that kind of give you a little pull. Hey, Hmm. come out. You know, you know, so it's it's, that's important for for people, too, you know, but, you, you know, you're not alone. And, and sometimes just knowing that for some people is, is a good thing because they, they think that they're going through that battle by themselves and they're not because mm-hmm. a lot of people go through it. You know, some people have a different way of trying to overcome it. Some people don't, you know, we're all individuals and we all deal with our things in our own ways. You know? Yeah. There's that, um, there's uh, interviews with people who have decided to end their life. There's there's a couple of interviews out there. I think San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, I think it's called, and certainly the Sydney Harbour Bridge. People have jumped off there, and I know there's conversations with one person who survived the Sydney Harbour Bridge and one person who survived the uh, 
an, an attempt at uh, Golden Gate Bridge. And the thing that they had in common, they realised the moment that they let go that every problem in their life could be resolved. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. just if you're feeling that way about things, just understand that, that there is a solution out there. It's not immediately available, clearly. Otherwise, you wouldn't mm-hmm. feel that way. But but there's definitely solutions out there, and sometimes it just takes a lot longer to get to to that road and find that solution. And I know plant medicine is out there for people these days. That's another way people are resolving things. Ten years worth of ten years worth of therapy in an, in a weekend shamanic circle. Um, mm. All these things are available to people. You can go to Peru and South America, and there's so many ways for you to try to resolve and heal. And that's a key thing. Yeah. Heal. You have to want it. Yeah. You have to want it. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's people who say, oh, well, you know, the medications don't work or this don't work. And I'm like, look, you could drink a cup of water and that might be the solution for it. You know, if I take a medication and I'm feeling OK and it's it, it works for me, then fantastic. You know what I'm saying? It, whatever works, yeah. you know, you want to go in a shamic circle. Great. You want to go do astral projection. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to go do of, mushrooms yeah. and, and go wild. Then that's great too. You know what I mean? Whatever the, whatever the hell you got to do, just yeah. don't stop fighting. That's yeah, the key. Exactly. Mate, what a, Mark, what a wonderful conversation. I haven't had one like this in a long time and I just oh. wish, I wish I could do far more like this. I want to thank you for, for sharing your thoughts the way that you have, it's very inspiring. Oh, well, I, I'm I'm glad that goes. Oh, it's nice to have a conversation like that too. You know, it's like it's great to be able to to express, you know, points of view in a way that you can't through, you know, certain interviews on paper or whatever like that. You know, it's definitely comes across different. You know, hell, it probably end up on blabbermouth and they'll misquote me because that's already happened. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, he said this. I'm like, no, nah, no, I didn't. <laughs> Again, remember cherry picking, cherry picking. My, it's a fact you said this, but it's like, did you listen to the full hour conversation or did yeah. you just like that one yeah. little bit of emblematic without any of the well, context? Totally funny. I will leave with this. It's, this is a perfect example. We were. I'm a big comic book nerd and stuff. And we were watching me and my girl were watching uh, blue beetle. Right now we had heard, Oh my God, blue beetle is horrible. And I remember we, we had saw the trailer and the line that came out was Batman's a fascist. And everybody was like, what the fuck is that? Hmm. Right. And even me, I'm like, what the hell? Why would he, you know, why would they put that line in the movie? That's the most ridiculous thing. It's Batman. You know what I mean, dude? In the movie, in the context of the movie, it's a joke. Yep. And it makes sense in the movie. Talk about putting a bad line. We were laughing. We we're like, whoever whoever was in charge of marketing for that movie, hopefully got fired. Because <laughs> that totally ruined the movie for a lot of people. Oh, was really? Yeah. Because within the movie, in the context of it, it was totally fine. I get where it was going. It was part of a bunch of string of jokes. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was like, oh, well, that's that's not bad at all. That's pretty funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> but again, it was, you know, totally taken out of context and put there and it was misread and I, it ruined yeah. That's what that's what Blabbermouth. Look, they they give the bands great coverage, but it's a yin and yang scenario where bloody people's it caters to people's incredibly short attention spans. 
and their lack of engagement with longer forms of media. But there is another side of it where, and I experience it too, people are wanting more and more of these sort of long-form conversations that are nuanced. So you've almost got two two streams in the audience these days, and I don't know if there's much crossover, but they definitely both exist because otherwise I wouldn't have a place meaning long-form right, conversations, right, exactly. but then right. mouth has a place too because clearly people consume that stuff. I don't – I only check the headline and if it's anything ridiculous. I just want music news. I don't care what you're doing on your day off. <laughs> right? I don't well, care. That's what these long-form conversations are for, for this. And the the, right. the the short stuff should be, hey, they're planning a tour and maybe you, – because you need aggregation sites to tell you those things, otherwise you miss – like Sarah Thungol, that great band, uh, you know, the Metal Blade band from back in the day, they're touring Australia. I don't think I would have known them if I didn't see it on one of those well, I right. tour on, on exactly. one of those aggregation sites. So there you exactly. go. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything, like stuff like that, you know. So, but, well, hey, it's been a great conversation. Awesome. And uh, thanks, thanks for having me. I'm glad we, I'm glad we connected on this. It was great. I'm going to try and be at the show, mate. So if I, uh, I might tap you on the shoulder and shake your hand and we'll share. Oh, our- please do. Absolutely. Please do. We'll soda waters together. <laughs> oh, whatever. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm hoping I get to, I get a chance to meet everybody. I met so many cool, cool, you know, cool people over the last week doing the interviews. And right. uh, yeah, I know a lot of people down there too, from past tours and, you know, it, there's always never enough time, you know what I mean? But uh, I want to make sure that I want to, you know, I, I like to meet everybody, you know, when yeah. it comes to this stuff, because it's it's way it's isn't it much better to be able to shake someone's hand or give them a hug and be like, "Hey, it was great to meet you." Oh, it's very meaningful for the fans, it's mate. A totally different thing. You know? We love it, mate. We love meeting our our musical heroes and icons and people that we uh, people that we listen to, and then there they are. You know, it's a lot of fun, as as you know. Yeah. And we're just and we're just people like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, a lot of us think the same way and worry about the same thing and are happy about the same stuff, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of common thread throughout, you know, it's not, nobody's that different. You know, everybody's like, I'm so different. Well, not really. <laughs> you know, we all really want the same thing. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. So, mate. so we'll safe travels, mate. God bless. And right. see you down here. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, hopefully. No worries for sure. All All right, right, man. Gotcha. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to that conversation. There are a few like it. For instance, the chat with Scott Lewis from Carnifex over at scarsandguitars.com. If you enjoy me talking to the musicians about all that dynamic content that you've just heard, there are many more conversations too where we just talk about music, but uh, I'd like to do more of that stuff have a broad palette of topics, pick up what we like and dissect and try to get to the bottom of some things. And I think we did that throughout that chat. All right, got some information to share with you about my book. But before we get to that, I'll bid you a fond farewell. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and I am the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until next time, it's a very goodbye for now. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel, and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal, and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did.
In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Cold Chamber and why the band will never return. You know, if you're a, a band just starting out, you need to hear me. Do not start a band with partners. Ever. Yeah, wise words there. Sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't ever, because I, I can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved. Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the, the fans and the staying power of the I, of the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs. Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms that, yes, playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silent Oz from Demu Borgir write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If, uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-President Donald Trump. We have this idiotic monster, you know, this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, 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 just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place. And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with Sepultura. Percussive overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldiner. Chuck was always, um, you know, he was, he was very, you know, very open-minded and, and he was into having his, his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for, for the best stuff that they had. Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson. You know, my name is John Five and Manson gave me that name and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot. And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including his mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll be compelled to read the whole book.